This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle. They make it seem like such a big deal. Their job is so hard. Oh, wah, wah. Why don't you try doing this job, guys, if it's so easy, right? Because even a monkey could do it. That's what you're saying, right? I thought so. All you have to do is say the, uh, what's the word? Uh, oh, yeah. Words. All right. This is Funny People Talking. Hi, my name is Vicki Haynes, and I am an actor and improviser. I'm on the main stage cast at Improv Asylum in New York, and I would rather work at a Yankee Candle that only had sense of feet than listen to funny people talking. Uh, my name is Kevin Rogers. I'm an actor and improviser, and I work at the um, Improv Asylum New York main stage. Um, and I would rather be covered in honey um, on a raft in the middle of a swamp being attacked by bugs than listening to uh, funny people talking. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to Funny People Talk. I, I don't know. That's my weird voice for this episode. Hello, everybody. I'm Mark Rako. I'm one of the... What's the matter, Danielle? Are you okay? I just didn't know where I was or what show I was on. Keep going. <laughs> well, hello, everybody. Who is that? Does that ring a bell to you? It does. It It's... I think it's Steve Carell doing the plus-sized character on The Office. Yeah, okay. Got it. Great, great. Uh, okay. Steve, he's another one we can ask to be on the show. Oh, anytime. Yeah. Okay, anyway, sorry, I interrupted Anyway, so uh, welcome, everybody, to Funny People Talking. I'm Mark Rako. With me, my good friend and co-host, Danielle Beckman. Surprise, I'm here. I know. I just spoke. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> yeah, also with us, uh, or maybe with you, or really both, is our producer, Elsie. Hello, Elsie. Hi. What's going on? How are you feeling today? I'm all right. Yeah? Yeah. My ear hurts. Which one? My right ear. How you know, come? That's good luck, though. I think I've been grinding my teeth. Really? Oh, that's bad luck. Why? Do you have stress? Yes. Really? Do you want to know how to spell it? <laughs> F U? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, stress? Yes. M A R C. That's mean. Because you make me answer questions that are personal, and I don't. This is not about me. Okay. His name is spelled M A R C with a C, like Mark. I, 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 weirdly, I had no idea where she was going until she actually said the C. I, yeah, like, I, couldn't, yeah. I couldn't predict it at yeah. all. Marvel Comics, you know, huh. m- m- marinara sauce. Mark with a C is a very big personality. I know. It's, I know, right? Larger than life. Mm-hmm. Who, like, who do we is have this Mark, Mark with a C person? You know. I know, but wait, who are these other voices, Mark? I know. That are so, um, they sound I would delightful. like to introduce to everybody for the first time on the show ever. Uh, we have Kevin Rogers and Vicky Haynes. They are both uh, improvisers and performers and comedians who happen to be part of the Improv Asylum main stage cast, and we're just thrilled to have you both with us. And just by way of context. Our first show, which was a live audience show with Clarity, uh, happened – was originally supposed to be 
on the stage at Improv Asylum in New York. And uh, for one reason or another, we ended up not doing that. Improv Asylum was magnificent and wonderful in the way that they worked with us. Oh, and just, oh, just, they were. They and they just, they just, they just <laughs> couldn't be there. So we, we ended up doing it in another location, but it wasn't their fault. And they were, they were wonderful to work with. And uh, um, I was really looking forward to having the two of you on the show so we could uh, get a chance to talk about Improv Asylum and the things that you're doing there. Uh, since a lot of the ethos of this show has to do with improv. But we got him now. We snatched him up Yeah, now. door's locked. Yeah. You can't get out until we're done with the yeah. show. So, haha. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so, uh, we're excited to talk to you and learn Captivity's about what you're fun. doing. Yeah. And, uh, and and hear about what it's like to be a part of a professional improv uh, show in a big city like New York. Uh, and from the One inside. One of the biggest. One um, of the biggest. <laughs> One of the biggest cities. Yeah. What we've heard. Well, you found yourself two of the most scatterbrained people on earth <laughs> to try to give you a concise idea of yeah. what actually happens at that company. Yeah. I'm sorry. What was that? I said. No. You... I'm... Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. oh. First prank. As we yeah. all take a sip. <laughs> That's right. I do have a question for you, Danielle. Actually. Mm-hmm. I'm interested uh, in the amount of bubble gum. Right. It's not in your mouth now, but when it's you came in. It's not in my mouth now. When you came in, you, you couldn't even speak, much less barely breathe the sheer volume of bubble gum that you had in your mouth. And I'm not joking. I'm not exaggerating. I actually thought you were going to hurt yourself. What was why, – why Why did you do that? I, and it looked like there was a lot more stuff in your pockets ready to go too. I was trying to tell you, but you, you obviously couldn't understand me through all the bubble gum. <laughs> I came from a bubble gum eating contest. You did? Bubblegum chewing contest. I obviously won. <laughs> I walked out of there in chewing victory. Oh. Do you guys want to see my award? Here yes. it is. Wow. <gasps> That's colorful. I know. It's just Beautiful. a big bubble. I find it interesting it's not bubblegum colored, though. No, it's like shiny. Iridescent. Yeah, it's iridescent. Did you have to have iridescent bubblegum? No, no, no. This is just Were the like award, you know? For... Like when you get a Tony award, it's like, you know, it's not a person named Tony. It's a different thing. Oh. It's like that. Ugh, I wish so, it was a person named Tony. I know. Well, do you know Tony is actually Antoinette? <laughs> it's um, T-O-N. Oh. They spell it T-O-N-Y, but it should be T-O-N-I. Mm, just like Mark oh. with a C. It's totally different. I can't. Well, maybe they change it it because, you know, it's not about I. It's about the group. It's about the team effort. Sure. Sure. Well, well, this is actually all about me because I won. So, congratulations. Thank you guys. Thank you so much. I like Yeah, so I won the bubblegum chewing contest. You you hung on to it. You didn't spit it out when you won the contest. You kept it in your mouth all the way here. I kept going. And, you know, it was kind of a throwback to seventh grade when I played. Violet in Willy Wonka. Mm. Violet, you're turning violet, violet. All she does is chew gum. No, no, that's Veruca Salt. Yeah, Veruca Salt. She's like, can it, Mom? Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, I remember her. Yeah, yeah, like that. Maybe Elsie is such an empath that that's why her jaw is hurting because you were chewing gum so You know what? This is all connected. (laughs) It's like the properties of enchantment. I, can't I think Kevin, the I think genius. Kevin and Elsie are going to be like this by the end of this. Uh, I'm sure. putting my fingers yeah. together, like close yeah, I can see that. closeness, kindred spirits. Yes. Okay. So anyway, um, congratulations. Thank you, and this award will be um, put on my award shelf yeah. at home. Good. 
will deflate. There will be one award on it. It'll be great. <laughs> one award. This one. Your bubblegum chewing oh, award. God. It's good. To, it's good. To, are you okay? What's I got to start somewhere. Yeah, I keep. I'm Italian, so I keep hitting the mic with my hands. Oh, got it. How come that doesn't happen when you're you're in a different? I'm seat in a right new now. seat, so spatial awareness gone. Oh, got it. Okay. Now I'll probably stub my toe just sitting here. <laughs> it happens. You'd be surprised. I, but what, why do you think I'm going to be surprised? I, I don't find know. That very, very, very likely. Uh, all right. Before we start the show, yeah. any nerd tip for us? Yeah, I'm just going to keep talking. This is my moment. Just the tip. Nerd tip. Ooh. Um, so, yeah, my nerd tip, I wanted to talk about something super nerdy, which is reading. Aren't we all? I don't know. That the, is that I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be really stereotypical. Okay, sorry. You guys, we got to typecast somehow. So, okay, this was cool. So, as of 2016, do you guys how, know how many unique books are in existence at this moment? I was just wondering this the other day. Oh my gosh! How many? Do you books? have a guess? Oh, oh uh, 320 million. Uh, no, it's less than that, Mark. Oh, um, 700 <laughs> and. 16,000. Wow. No. <laughs> okay. So as of 2016, because I don't think they've updated it, but um, 134,021,533. Okay. And then here's a little pop quiz. What country reads the most in the world and what country has more authors per capita than any other country? It's the same country. England. Yeah, I was going to say. Um, keep going in Sweden. that area. South Africa. Keep, keep going. Uh, Norway. Scotland. Up. I'm pointing up. Ireland. What's above those France. things? I don't know. I'm so... Uh, Germany. Finland. Iceland. Yes. Wait, wow. Yes. What? Really? It's Iceland. What else do they have to do? Exactly. It's Iceland. Yeah, and I don't know, maybe because it's cold, so they're just writing and reading all the, the time, and they're yeah. inside, and it's dark. Wow. And... I usually say Iceland, which is bad, but it's Iceland. It's Iceland. So no, that's more of a, that's less of a nerd that. tip than a nerd factoid. Um, what? Wait, say that again. That's less of a nerd tip than a nerd factoid. Oh no, no, it's a tip because you can you know bring it to your next party and be like, I have a tip for you. Don't go to Iceland if you don't want to read yeah. like that. <laughs> right, okay, fair enough. <laughs> Nicely done. Uh, you know, it would be very helpful if somehow we could just move on from this and start the show. Okay, Mark. Gosh, just start the show already, don't you know? Okay. From the Mouth Media Network Studios in New York City, and from the same people who brought you Monkey Radio with Mark, this is Funny People Talking with Mark Rako, Danielle Beckman, and Elsie. All right, everybody, we are here, as always, in the Mouth Media Studio. (laughs) I I would just like to point out that if you know where the rails are, this show is coming off of them. (laughs) I had my double double shot latte just kicked in. I know, just did. Uh, We're very, very happy to have... 
having Rodgers and Vicki Haynes. They are two of the very bright and talented people that are a part of the Improv Asylum in New York, um, which proves they're crazy. Uh, very, very happy to have them here in studio. We're going to have a lot of fun, and we're going to learn all about what they do, as well as play as an improv game. And we're glad you're here, too. Uh before we go on, yeah. I, I wanted to point out a couple things that were on my – not on my mind, but just just observational things. What have uh, you been observing, Mark? Well, well one is um, recently my my brand-new wife and I <gasps> went to uh, – She's brand-new or your wife-ness is brand-new? My wife-ness is brand-new. Congratulations. Well, thank you. I know. We talked yeah, about we talked it in another episode. You were at the wedding lady. He just got married, you guys. Yeah. Oh, congrats. So, no, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So anyway, awesome. we went to the – there's something in New York called the Museum of Illusions. Yes. Heard of it. I've seen a long line. It was I've nifty. I've seen a lot of Instagram. It was pretty – it was pretty nifty, yeah. I have to say. It kept our attention. It was pretty cheap. It was like, I don't know, 20 bucks a ticket or something, you know, considering what movies cost these days and all that, to have yeah. a whole afternoon of really walking around and just, just being curious. It was pretty Seriously. cool. I recommend it. And um, it got me thinking, like, the things in our lives that are illusions, that we we give ourselves the illusion of things. Mm -hmm. And I, I just wanted to sort of bring it up for discussion what you think in your life you live or what you see other people living an illusion of based on what they think things really are other than Donald Trump. <laughs> Great disclaimer. <laughs> the only other like example of it that's coming to mind and this does not relate directly to me is by the um, way i do realize this in improv rules this was very unfair of me to do because you don't do this and just like plop it out there like that and then everyone has to deal with the reality you well, just planted. somebody has to do so, it okay. yeah. you know if somebody doesn't do it what the hell's gonna do it you're here you're um, here for it um like um um, those competition shows where somebody fully believes that they have some talent. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, and they've been in a bubble. Yes. Their whole lives or their parents were um, like just chronic liars or something. And they thought that they had some sort of talent that the world decided to see. I feel mm. like that's the most like glaring one to me. Or like the TV yeah. show, the new show, The Act, about the mom who <gasps> loved that. who made her daughter think she was had very chronically Ill. Ill. Yeah. Oh, that's what that's about. I couldn't yeah, it's, figure it's it out. It's about the true story. I actually Rose can't figure it out from the preview what it's about. So that's interesting. It's to about know that that's terrifying yeah. true stories. Yeah. So, so this is interesting. You talk about this because I think about a show like, let's say, American Idol, where they let people on that clearly didn't have talent. In order to basically make fun of them, yeah. there's no way they're going to go through. Um, but if they can't figure it out, they deserve what comes to them. They decided to be on the show. They know what the show is and all that sort of rationalization. So yeah, wh what do we all think about well, that? I mean, then you wouldn't have gotten a gem like pants on the ground. Pants on the ground. <laughs> know, right? Looking like a fool. With yeah, your or pants William Hung, who I met. William Hung. Oh, you met Will? I How'd it go? Was, he was very nice. Um, A little... Um, disconnected it seemed to things yeah I, he was a big difference from like him to I don't know I'm thinking of Scooter Girl does anyone yeah. remember her I, wait Scooter. was she good I can't remember but she had a gimmick yeah she was rode in on a could Scooter could she no she could I, I couldn't I can't, I can't remember some people I don't remember like, which you know season. you can't do this I know you just want to be on TV I know there's I the gimmick thing I don't did, think he knew though did anyone yeah. watch American Idol this year 
in this no. room? No. No, I have a really hard time. I feel like it's too produced now. Like, I it feel is. like William Hung was, like, a natural, um, <laughs> we were naturally given William Hung. Yeah, he wanted to give us choice. people like that. Yeah. I, I agree with you. Although I did watch it this year. I didn't watch it last year. Because I was just kind of like, I don't really care whether Katy Perry and whoever this other person is, Luke or whatever, and, you know, and Lionel Richie Fine or whatever. But mm-hmm. I, I didn't care. I was not invested. I was like, fine. It's changing networks. It's changing. I, I don't need to be a part of it. Then I got, I kind of got into who the people were that were participating. So you hopped back on this season? I hopped back on this season. Okay. But the entire time I felt exactly what you were saying. I, I, I thought it was so produced. Yeah. yeah. It was so – in fact, the finale – remember in the past, it, the finale was always everyone's dressed up and it was in a big theater and it was like mm-hmm. a big fancy night and and, yeah. and like huge stars come and it was just they the do greatest. do well with them and stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And this was just like – I felt like this was just like, okay, you have to do the same thing but you have half the money. And you can't Inch. get any actual real A-list stars. And we're not going to do it in a big theater. We're going to do it in the same studio we've been doing it the whole time. But you still have to do it like it's a finale. And um, So they're just grasping it. Something. Yeah, and it's going to be three people performing instead of two. And then we'll eliminate one of them halfway through. And then... Psychotic. You know. Oh, sad. And, 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 yeah. and I, I felt gypped. Yeah. yeah. And then and then my wife and I were sitting there watching the finale and the person that they chose we did not agree with. We can't control who the audience yeah. voted for. But I'm saying – and we literally had our jaws drop. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. That wow. much of a shocker. Yeah. It was a shocker. I feel like it never – well, not never, but most times it was always – not the person I wanted to win. I know. Although Kelly Clarkson, I did want well, to Kelly win Clarkson. over. I mean, season over one. Justin. Oh, gee. Season I mean, one, Kelly yeah. Clarkson. Definitely. That year, that little girl great. lost, or maybe that was. I, I was upset. Factor. It was um. Oh, it was. Yeah, Jessica. you're on a different show. Tarini, yeah, you watch a lot Jason, of them. So close. Guarini. <laughs> Justin Green was against Kelly Clarkson. She Guarini. Yeah. Do you know? Gold standard. Yes. Oh. The year that Carrie Underwood was on. Yeah. Um, it was and uh, it was the top six, and because I grew up in Los Angeles and lived there, I went to a couple American Idol tapings and a few So You Think You Can Dance tapings, and I was front row for when um, one of like they were all performing for a thing. You you went to an American Idol taping? Oh saying? yeah, yeah. Oh how cool! Yeah, yeah. It was front row. I was right behind the judges. Except that's how Kat Dealey says it for So You Think You Can Dance. Sorry. Anyway, <laughs> inside my brain. Caffeine. So I was sitting there, and this was when, like, the judges, like Paula Abdul, like, they were all very close because <gasps> yeah. it was lower mm-hmm. budget. It was newer. Mm-hmm. It's like they weren't, oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. up on their pedestal. And Paula Abdul was right there kind of in front of me, and I was on the end, so I was next to a security guard because they flank every every aisle. There's a security guard. So it was my friend on the left, security guard on the right. And – Paul Abdul had oh, – Donna Summer was there too. She was a guest oh judge. So, yeah, I was in the presence of greatness. And Paul Abdul, between takes, was putting on the, her lip gloss and um, – Oh, I feel bad she has to do that. On, I know. Well, this is <laughs> this is like way back when. You know, we didn't have – I mean, this right. is low she budget. Still do it too. Wow. And, right, <laughs> back, back when all her fine motor skills were there. And she put – um, or the lip gloss on the back of her chair, like, and it, they were old school, like, rolly desk chairs. She put it on the back of her chair, um, just behind her, like, she was kind of sitting on it, like, the whole time. And she moved, and they were like, 
you know, 45 seconds, we're back in 45 or whatever. And she moved and her lip gloss fell and it started to roll um, down behind her. And I looked and I, I, the security guard wasn't looking at me, no one was looking at me. And I was like, okay. So I just got up out of my seat, went right up to where the judges were, picked it up on the floor, walked up to Paula Abdul. And I was like, Miss Abdul, I was like, you dropped your lip gloss. And she and Donna Summer turned around. Donna Summer winked at me. And Paula Abdul was like, oh, thank you, sweetie. I just don't look good without this color. And like just oh so sweet God. and turn back around. Uh, but like that would never moment. happen no. these days on no. any of those reality no. shows. Like so everyone would be on me like SWAT team. Like back away from Simon Cowell. But yeah, I was – I had that little – moment oh that's fun me at age whatever age i was when carrie underwood was there i'll have to go google it did you see paul abdul perform at the billboard music awards recently no um i did saw you? that she I wanted had, to and i yeah. was refrained you should you should find oh, the video of it to. because was she great I, I, so i'm gonna say two things one is Pause. she's she's a remarkably talented person yeah she really is an ama- amazing dancer an amazing yeah. choreographer and everything um and she's not 20 anymore you know but the whole time – so I guess to some degree she was amazing. But the whole time I kept going, I'm waiting for her to fall. I'm waiting for Did her to – Did she have high like shoes? Something. No, I'm just, I just – I'm just waiting for her to not oh. do okay. And the one thing that did happen – I don't know if you know this or not. But she, she had a hat on and she – like a derby or whatever. And she threw it and it, it hit. Oh, it Somebody hit, um, famous in the neck. I did see that. Who was it? Julianne Huff. Julianne Huff yes. hit her in the yes. neck, and what? she and Julianne stayed like in, she didn't like run off stage right away. But later, she had some sort of like neck brace on or bandage or something. That's bad. <laughs> Greatest. Anyway, um, speaking of interesting TV, um, now by the time this is published, it will have already happened. But I am greatly anticipating the All in the Family and Jefferson's live TV, live audience TV. Yeah, I saw Ellie Kemper talking about that. And with uh, Woody Harrelson as Archie Bunker and uh, Marissa Tomei as Edith. She's so Great. And Ike Barinholtz, who we've had in the studio actually for oh, a different well, podcast. I freaking uh, love him. Uh, he was really fun um, as Meathead. And, That's fun. Uh, Allie Kemper as Gloria. And then mm-hmm. Jamie Foxx plays George Jefferson. And I can't remember who plays uh, Mrs. Jefferson. When is that coming out? Um, well, it will be Wednesday, May 22nd. Okay. Would cool. have been on, so Everybody we don't know won't. how it was, but I, I'm, I'm great excitement. So my question is, what does everyone? I, I throw it to the panel. <laughs> how do we think about the reinvention of classics no. like this? No. Yeah, well, wait, isn't you. this but just a, a one-off? It's a new story and a one-off. It's a one. It's like a one-night. But my guess so is, is it like if an this ode? does well, this is going to be the beginning of something that will happen, Ugh. and they'll yeah. redo no. Mork and Mindy, and they'll like redo. <laughs> Alice and no redo, so whatever. So I'm leaving. Yeah, Gavin's done. <laughs> oh no, I'm yeah. trapped. I can't get the door open. <laughs> um, well, I don't know anything about the two of those shows, admittedly, because um, I didn't really get into TV until just kind of recently. Um, you didn't watch in the seventies. 
Were you, do, <laughs> were you around? Were you raised by age. bears or something? I was or? a I was a woods kid. I spent a lot of time in the woods. Um, until recently, now I spend all my time in front of the television. Um, but I do find it. I don't know. I find it weird that they're just because they're just doing essentially one pivotal episode from each mm-hmm. show, right? Yeah, I guess. And I'm like, what's impressive about this? Like, I guess it's cool, but like, why am I? Somebody already did it right. once. For, for me, All in the Family is interesting because one of the things that was so significant about All in the Family, other than it was a, a very popular and arguably very, very funny show and well-performed, is it was shocking at the time. Hmm. The material was hmm. over the edge and very non-PC and, um, and, and you know, a lot of stereotypes hmm. addressed and um, – and so are they going to 2019 it up? We well, that's know. my question is is how, how shocking do they have to be to be the same thing All in the Family was at that time? Yeah, yeah. and they're on, what, ABC? So they I, – yeah, I don't see it working. <laughs> I don't have any – All right. I just watched Vic's the original. I, I just love the – It's Jimmy Kimmel producing The originals. It. He is. Huh? Well, I love – I mean, essentially I think everything a, he does. So yeah, I think it's a cool idea because it is. Yeah, I I will just wonder like how they'll pull it off. I'm well, curious. if it was awesome, yeah. um, I'm really happy to hear yeah. that. If it wasn't, see, we told you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I love yeah. the original though. How are they going to recreate yeah. that song? Do- the- I can't think of the words. Songs but that, that made the hip yeah. she's just. I love. Come on, Edith. That's a so, really high key. That um, was the day. Now, are you aware? That there is an original pilot for All in the Family that you can watch on YouTube that was with um, – not with uh, the the people that played Meathead and Gloria. Oh. Um, it was still uh, Carol O'Connor and Gene Stapleton. It's like a screen Archie. test? No, it was a, a real pilot in front of an, uh, in front of an oh, audience. And it didn't quite work. And so they replaced those two with Rob Reiner and Sally Struthers, Struthers mm-hmm. and reshot it in front of another audience, exactly the same script. So you can see both of them and That's how cool. it changed. And it's so obvious watching the original actors that it just, it just doesn't work. All oh, those poor two. And I think yeah. about that all the time. Those I mean, blessed went out the people. people. We, I know we. I, I don't know how much acting the two have you have done. I know both Danielle and I have done pilots before, and realizing that even if the pilot gets picked up, it doesn't mean that we're in it. Which is oh, so yeah. sucky yeah, to think about. Be you like, know. thanks for participating in that. We're gonna reshoot it with somebody. I know. Else. Yeah. It happens all the time. Uh, one more quick note. I have to announce. I'm going to Australia. When? Um, in July. Oh for my business. god! You got I'm going to me. Sydney. First time I've ever gone that far in the world, and I am not a traveler. I do not have the wanderlust. So it's so <laughs> weird to think about going that far. Now, how much has everybody in the room here traveled? What's been the craziest place that you've gone? Other than Iceland, Vic. God, Vic, are you the traveler? I think uh, for this is Calgary, Canada. Oh, that's right. Yep. Yeah. I went for like one day for Improv Asylum. We did a corporate training out there. How fun! Very fun. How far um, is Calgary? I had to fly to Toronto and then Toronto to Calgary. I don't remember, but it took a day. Ah. Um, when and I, I got been to anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Where have you been though? Nowhere. No, not really. I mean, I've traveled like the United States. Well, like the United States are like kind of interesting. A little bit, yeah, and that. I like it. But I'm—I have five siblings. 
Um, and now I'm an actor, so there's never been a point in my life really where the money has been available for uh, except any sort when you of start booking traveling. jobs where they fly you to Costa Rica. Yeah, mm-hmm. once people want me to do the thing that I want to do, then <laughs> I'll start going places. Oh, really? What's the thing you want to do? I don't know. Just like have enough money. I don't know. I'll write. That's a good goal. You know, I'll get people coffee. How much is enough money? <laughs> How much you is guys? enough money for me to travel? No, just enough money. Mm, oh, if I had to put a real price tag on it? Yeah. How much is enough for you? Mm. What, what, seriously, what do you think is a satisfying amount of money in your life to have accumulated? In my life? Okay. Real just answer. To like, just to have a... <laughs> for my my perfect... <sighs> Yeah, go perfect. Why am I complicated? Go perfect. Um, <laughs> it's improv. Just answer. Two hundred and fifty thousand a year would. <laughs> oh, oh, it's a salary now. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. No I think taxes. That, that would um, suffice all the things that would have my little apartment here and my little house upstate. Oh, blessing. Yeah, that would do it. What about you, Vicky? Oh God. Um, <laughs> more money, more problems. So. Yeah, two fifty years, pretty good. I just like a house, yeah, and a, and a sit good savings that I don't have to worry if something bad happens. That's what I always think about. Like, What's I really happen? want a dog, a but dog. I I don't have. I could maybe take care of a dog now for day to day, like feed it. But if it, something terrible happened, I wouldn't be able to afford it. What kind of dog do you want? Um, well, say pug, this is say part pug, of the Daniel problem. Daniel, be your best friend. Wait, really? We're gonna say pug? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tell I me love more. pugs, and and I grew up with a pug, and my family me too. has pugs now. Me too. And we've had um. <laughs> they unfortunately have a lot of health problems. Yeah, they so do. That's why I can't I afford a pug. No, because uh. I need to like have insurance for the pug. What's going on? The back legs, the nose. Oh, What's the deal? Everything. Deaf, blind. Yeah. Um. Right now, we have two healthy ones. I'll put it at that. <laughs> yeah. I don't want them to get sad, but um, oh, pugs my, my mom's pug is declining. <gasps> Mom, I'm so sorry. Oh, don't I'm listen sorry. to this. I, What's your pug's name? Lulu. Lulu. She adopted her. She wow. added a lemon on the end because she does yoga. Lululemon. The oh. pug. Yeah, she's on Instagram. Follow her. I will. Yeah, my <laughs> sister's pug is on Instagram. Matthew Damon Pug. Oh, my God. I follow her right yeah, now. I'm going to follow Lulu. I just saw something on social yeah, media. I have that things to show so you. Funny. I know. A certain type of animal looks like Matt Damon. What was it? A pug. Oh. No. Matt. Well, Matt Damon the pug? No, they were like um, um, gerbils or something. I don't know what this is. Anyway. <gasps> what a sweet pug yeah, this is. Hello. <gasps> yeah. Good pug. <laughs> okay, we can move on. One named Daisy and Ivy. Oh. Yeah. Ready for his Instagram profile? Matthew Damon, just a pug making his way in this mixed up world. Your sister's going to have a heart attack when she I hears I know. Oh. He doesn't really have a lot of followers. You know, we're not in it to make him super famous, but... But you know what? <laughs> we just you thought could. we should share a story. She should start hashtagging. <laughs> yeah. Get does those ads. Does he have a story? How does it, a dog have a story? I mean, I think every dog has a story. You know, he really... He yeah. connects with people in, in a really... Where does he live? Way. He lives in Boston. Oh, hello. Yeah. He's so cute. Oh, my God. Yeah. I got some pugs to show you oh, later. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, I have you- more. Oh, I have God. more in my pit. Yeah. Oh, that's my so God. Funny. But yeah, so I, I hope I can support a pug. Many pugs. How Sick many pugs do you want? What's the maximum number oh, of pugs? Oh, God. I mean, I, if, I was, if I was really, really rich, I guess I would just 
I I wouldn't be able to stop myself. Yeah, really? if I, yeah. A pug if, I, a day? if I had Your so much money, pug? I could help. Yeah, I got a daily yeah. pug. No, that'd be too yeah. much. But uh, yeah, it'd be, you'd be I, like, there's so many that need help. The good Cruella of pugs. Yeah, like you would have all of them, but you wouldn't skin them. You'd yeah. have so many. No. You have to go. No. You'd have to be naming them through the alphabet, like they do hurricanes or whatever. You yes. just like, and then ro- rotate back to the A's. Oh. I want my pug to be named Seaweed. Seaweed. Yes. Cute. We'll go with the nautical theme. Okay. Is that true? You really want your pug to be named Well, seaweed? yeah, because um, there's also another, there's a larger dog as well that goes with the pug, and that will be named Squid. Oh, that, I seem so to remember So, seaweed this. and squid. Okay, out. squid is yeah. a... Maybe uh, some sort of sheep dog. We're figuring it big out. Fluff. There's okay. a big plan going on. Kevin has a beautiful dog. Too. I do have a big. What do you have? I feel bad not talking about Greta. That's okay. She's good. Do you have an Instagram? Um, uh, she's on my personal Instagram. Okay, I'll just follow She does not you. have her own. Um, yeah, she's a big. Um, she's like an 80 pound lab pit bull mix. Oh. Kevin, I have paws. a question. Did you have Did you have social media before you started watching television? Um. <laughs> Gosh, it's like chicken and the egg. All, I don't know which. It was all around the same first. time, your rebirth to the world. Yeah, because I don't know what I first, like, what was the first show that I, like, really got into when I started watching. Like, you didn't watch cartoons? Television? No, not really. I mean, I Did always, like, loved AIM? Family Guy, but, like. Oh. I, didn't, I wasn't allowed to watch cartoons on, set, on really? Saturday morning when I was growing up. Yeah, I just did not watch a lot of TV until, I don't even know what broke me into it. It was probably during college when I was, like, skipping class all the time and stuff. Is when I started like, I was like, oh, I love this show, White Collar. I don't even know. <laughs> oh what... my god, I remember. So yeah. your introduction to television <laughs> and, and Ve- in Las that... Vegas. So how interesting what? that. Well, what I love though is that for Kevin, apparently, <laughs> oh. those shows defined what TV is in the same way that someone that only comes to New York City thinks this is what America is like. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, and it's really, really not. It it's more be. about the heartland and yeah. Pittsburgh and stuff like that, right? And and so White Collar and <laughs> what was the other one you said? Uh, Las Vegas. And Las Vegas. Cool yeah. shows. <clears throat> I'm not putting them down. Also, I, must, I was the only person watching them because everybody else had work or school at that time and I was staying home from both. Because <laughs> I, I, think, I think about, you know, <laughs> everything from all my children to the housewives to... This is us to Star Trek, to The Simpsons, you know, and many other versions of things. America's Funniest Home Videos, you know, so not white collar in Las Vegas. No, almost nothing was. So now, <laughs> now, yeah, that you've you know been introduced to the devil a little longer. Sure. What what catches your attention now for television? Um, I like. Um. I don't know. I kind of like a bit of everything, I guess. Like, um, I love Game of Thrones. I won't. I won't. Even if I did, you'd be like, uh, <laughs> Westworld, I'm very into. But then I also love, like, Vanderpump Rules. Or then I love, like, How to Get Away with Murder. So no specific fun. taste, just enjoy what you enjoy. I just kind of, yeah, I just kind of like cool. every, a little bit of everything. Yeah. I'm right. still in awe about the pug thing. 
I wasn't even listening to you. I'm so sorry. That's okay. <laughs> That's also, P.S. Vicky and I have the same earrings yeah, on. Yeah, so it's really, really? from oh Buffalo God. Exchange. Wow. Just different styles, yeah. same pattern. And well, we're pug <laughs> ladies and we have freckles. Both yeah. put your hair on the same yeah. fashion. Yeah. You have a donut hole and she has the donut. Yeah. Yeah. Delicious. Okay. All right, we're going to take a, a brief pause. When we come back, we're going to play an improv game together, and we're going to dive into Vicky and Kevin's respective and connected stories right after this. Connect with the show at Mouth Media Network or at our website, funnypeopletalking.com. And please, for the love of all that is holy, Subscribe to the show and leave us a damn review and a really, really good rating on iTunes. Pretty please? Thank you. Kevin and Vicky, or Vicky and Kevin, we'll right. decide which order you want. <laughs> and before we go on, just a quick thing that we do on the show. Uh, we are great, great, great fans of the incredible Tina Fey. Mm. And uh, we have a mission on this show for Tina to make an appearance on the show, to call into the show, somehow to have a moment with her. We have our reasons. I won't go into them now, but re- other than her brilliance or whatever you want to talent or, you know, assuming you um, believe in her talent or what have you as improvisers. But. Uh, what we do is we have our, our appeal to Tina Fey on the show. Uh, we will be praying to the comedy gods and putting it out to the universe for her to join in. Uh, we invite you to participate if you're so inclined. We're just going to take a moment to do that now as we do on every show. Uh, so I will lead it off and please join in as you feel. So Tina Fey, Dear please Tina. come on the show. We beg just of you come to over here. Gods. We put it out to the universe. We're in Chelsea. The great Tina Fey, We're not please far. join in and Tina. be on the show, if show. only for a moment. Just, grace us with your presence. We want we you appeal to come. And once again, we are. And I will say again that we are the exact same height. Thank you. Five foot four and three quarters. Yeah, what I want to do now is I want to take all those microphones and separate them out and see what everyone said. Uh, thank you, everybody. Oh, Tina Fey coming to the show. Uh, love to play an improv game with everybody. Something that can incorporate all the people in the room here without Ooh. doing, you know, f- five different uh, versions love, of it. Love, love, love. Exactly. Uh, we're going to play a game of emotional press conference where we hold a press conference and uh, we shout out a question with an emotion attached and the person giving the press conference has to answer that question in that emotion or uh, with whatever variety has been tossed at them. Intention it can also be. Uh, So what I'm going to do is uh, suggest uh, Danielle, you lead the press conference, and uh, the rest of us will shout out questions to you. Okay. Uh, what I like from Vicky is what is a disaster that has happened that Danielle is delivering a press conference about? Um, uh, her, um, she was sitting on a bench in the park and it broke. Okay. Mm. So take it away, Danielle. Hi. 
Thank you guys so much for being here today. Um, I'm here to address the topic of bench incident number 548 in Prospect Park. Uh, I will be taking any questions that you have about uh, the state of the wood of the bench, the state of my behind after I fell, or any other things I'm comfortable with answering. Danielle, uh, anyway, Danielle, yes, Danielle. Uh, you with the hair. Um, Pre-vomit. Uh, I would like to know if um, mm -hmm. there are any other benches going to put, put in the place of the one that <coughs> broke. <coughs> Hold on. I'm, I'm sorry, what? Can you ask that again? I am so... Does anyone have a trash can or anything? The, uh, yeah. <sighs> uh, will a bench be put in the place of the one you broke? Um, you know what? The bench... I, um... I'm just gonna need... Danielle, uh, Danielle, Danielle. What? Uh, uh, incredibly, incredibly embarrassed. Oh, my God. Uh, oh, my God. What? Are, will you ever sit on a bench again? <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh my god. Oh my god. I'm just can you I'm um I I, I yeah, I mean I think I will. Oh my god. I'm s i am I can't believe I said that out loud. Danielle, Danielle. Um, yeah, uh, um, and I'm gonna you're take another so okay? joyful. Um I just have to ask. There was a it's on record, we're not sure, but we think there was a sparrow underneath the bench. There you know was if the sparrow got out alive. Oh my god, you know what? It didn't. Okay. But it was so, so cute. Yeah. It was so sweet. Oh. oh my god, it was like it was so special in its yeah. own little way. And then when I sat on it and I heard the splat, it was just like one of those things where I was like, nature. Danielle. Nature is Danielle, coming Danielle. together. My butt, the sparrow. Um, yes, ma'am. Um, How are you? Way oh, too descriptive. Um, uh -huh. were there any splinters and where did you um in these oh my god were there any problems. splinters i can tell you there were splinters of wood there were splinters of somehow some sort of weird metal and like grime got up in there it was like right up in the crevice of places you don't even want to know about what was your other question though <laughs> about um you basically answered oh it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Danielle, Danielle, so there Danielle. was blood there were things and it got in the way yes uh with a vengeance, yeah. uh, when we find the city park worker who uh, put the park bench together poorly, uh, what are you going to say? I don't even want to talk about her, okay? <laughs> I don't want to look at her. I don't want to see her. I know where she lives. So this press conference is over. Very good. Thank you. Thank oh, my God. I got so scared of myself. <laughs> All right, let's have Kevin lead question, the press though. conference if you're up for it. Okay. And, uh, now um, that I understand the Elsie, game. Elsie, how about a... Um, Uncle Teddy. A, still Uncle Teddy. A piece of corporate news. Mm, right in my wheelhouse. Oh, yeah. You've seen <laughs> White Collar. I've seen uh, White Collar. I think that um, the news is that um, Apple makers and Android makers are combining their efforts and mm. there, okay. will no, the, there will no longer be the uh, two entities that will now. Oh, God, one. that's insane. Oh, wow. Um, All right, then uh -huh. Kevin, take it away, man. Uh, thank you all so much uh, for coming here. Um, 
my name is Tim uh, Galaxy. Uh, I'm the combination of the two owners of uh, Samsung and Apple. And we've decided to merge our companies and create one super product um, called the App, App Ride. Perfect. Con- Questions. Confused. Very confused. Why? Which Which is your favorite, Apple or Samsung? Well, when I hear the word Apple, <laughs> I want to believe you're referring to some sort of food. And then when I heard Samsung, I don't totally know. I didn't make it to my son's concert that day. So I don't know what Samsung Wow. Wow. Thank you for answering so honestly. What? <laughs> uh, Kevin, Kevin. Um, it's Tim Galaxy. Tim oh, Galaxy. Yeah. I uh, rather oh, well, you the didn't confused make up a weird going. name to call me. <laughs> <laughs> so depressed. Uh, Tim Galaxy. Uh, we got to know can we now have group chats with people who have Androids and Apples? Uh, is that going to be a thing now? Or what do we do? Because there are people with I guess Androids theory, I leave out. You could have group chats. If you have friends. <laughs> um, or if you like know people outside of mom and dad. Tim, Tim, Tim. Yes, Tim. Super bitchy and sarcastic. What? Uh, will there be any layoffs as a result of this? And if so, how many people? Ugh, I don't fucking know, guy. Who cares? They're just people, okay? <laughs> They're pieces in a cog. I am so sick of this question. Mm, I need another Spress teeny. All right. Anyone else? Any other questions? <sighs> All right, that's it for Kevin. I have Thank so you. many more, but Tim I just Galaxy. can't ask them. I wanted to be like, in the style of Lord of the Rings. Is there whiskey in that? <laughs> I wish. I wish. Well, you said a Sprestini, so was there Bailey's? Uh, yeah. Let's do one for more sure. with uh, Vicky. Yeah, we need and, to have Vicky. Uh, and Danielle, why don't you um, yeah, what am give I doing? a suggestion of uh, a... Um, uh, how about what are you uh, giving us? some sort of um maybe you're giving the suggestion okay right i'll now. give the suggestion <laughs> tell, tell me tell me what the suggestion should be oh well I, what that was the struggle oh was... i get it i get it um you know well there's a problem <laughs> um i don't know something like neighborhood watch or something i don't know <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so Vicky, there's a problem with a neighborhood watch, and I don't know, like a, a book club. There's like it. a book club. Oh, fine. I don't know. Okay, okay, how about this? There's been a murder no. at a book club. There, what do you mean, no? no. <laughs> I'm the producer. Stop it. So she pulls that card out when it's most convenient for her. I love it. There's been a problem because the neighborhood watch conflicts with the book club, and so the the. The whole neighborhood is suffering because of the conflict between yeah. people's commitments in the two. Okay, that is better. Yeah, that's good. That's great. You're welcome. Okay. That's why she's a producer. Yeah. Thanks, and take it away, Becky. That's right. Okay, everybody. Hi. Um, <laughs> it's uh, Margaret from the Blue House. I'm not going to say my number or my address. Um, but um, 
you know where I stand. I hold the book club every week. I host every week. And um, I know we're half and half in this room right now. Some of us are concerned about the neighborhood. And some of us are concerned about reading books and getting together. Please. Hi. Hi. Yeah, yeah. Hi. Uh, uh, Margaret? Yeah, it's Margaret. Very absolutely terrified for your life. And I don't understand why you think reading is more important than the safety of this of of this street. And so I want to know, are you ready to be killed in your home? Oh, I am so goddamn ready, okay? I have lived in my home for my entire life. Number 59. Number I know 15. the number. Yeah, you say it out loud. Let let the killer know where I live because I am I am way more interested in reading a book because god damn it if someone came in to kill me it would be fun, okay? Because it's not going to happen, okay? So that's why I'm into the books. I get lost in my books. Margaret, Margaret, <laughs> Margaret. What? Hey. Um, <laughs> um, very, like, <clears throat> calm, um, like, namaste, serene. I just serene. did a yoga on YouTube. Um, Thank you. What? I took an exam. What are you doing on uh, Thursdays that you can't you asking move me on a date? these? Oh, I'm sorry. <sighs> <laughs> well, I'm now sorry. he knows where you live. Sorry, yeah. keep going, yeah. guy. Well, the blue house. Check your mailbox. Yeah. What are you doing on Thursdays that you can't move your neighborhood watch and book club meeting? What? Uh, what other thing are you not willing to give up? And again, namaste. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, well, it's just tradition <laughs> that uh, the book club is on Thursdays, and that's how my mother had book club. And uh, her mother had book club on Thursdays. And that's, you know, how we do it. We finish the book. We start it on Thursday. And then we finish it on the following Thursday. And, you know, Thursdays might also be the best day to have <laughs> um, a little wine with Ma your book club. Margaret, Margaret, Margaret. We hung over on a Friday. Yes. No short-term memory at all. Uh, can you tell us what kind of books are coming up for book club? Sure. There's one, um, it's called um, The 50, um, it's a color of something. <laughs> and it, I'll tell you, wow, what he does with a bow tie or something like that. Anyways, and um, there's one, there's a lot of self-help. Yeah, it's like, uh, lady, wash your feet or something like that. That's a good one. Um Hi, I'm yeah. Mary. Yeah. Um, I'm with the Neighborhood uh -huh. Watch. Oh, and you I are just Mary. wanted to say, hey, don't throw me that sass. You don't have sh short term memory right now. Mm. But you know what I was going to say? I think we can move Neighborhood Watch to Wednesdays. Really? What do you say there? Margaret and Mary at it again, even though we've never met. I live at 57. You know, I we've met, though. Our eyes have met. Okay, Our eyes are meeting. My bay window to your bay window. They I have know. met. I know. You've seen me dancing. Yeah, I have. Okay, great. I'm so glad. So what do you say, Wednesdays and Thursdays? <sighs> I will try it because it will be fun to finally put out the sign that says Wine Wednesdays in my home. Okay. Oh, no, no. I was going to say I was going to oh, move to Wednesday. Oh, you shoot. still have short-term memory. Yeah. I was going to move it. Oh, so you're so I can still have Thursdays. Yes. Well, that's great because I hate picking up my kid hungover on a Thursday, but on a Friday it's easy. Great. Let's shake on it. 
Congrats. Thank you. All right, very good. Thank you. I was like, I really want to give her this. <laughs> Yeah, I, I would like to officially say I'm a little scared of Margaret. <laughs> oh my God, because yeah, really you're am. like Namaste, and Margaret is still high. Strong. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> All right, I think it was just Vic and me. Yeah, it was. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about so Vicky fun. and Kevin. Woo! So we already know Kevin grew up in the woods. <laughs> yeah, well, a little I didn't bit. Watch but... TV, but whatever. <laughs> um, so uh, Kevin, um. And Vicky, for both this question, let's jump in the pool and swim back a little bit here. Sure. Uh, why improv? Why does that matter to you? Why is it something that you've chosen to really connect to, attach to, say, I'm really going to be good at this. I'm really going to put my name out there. This is what I'm going to be focused on performing as my main thing right now. Uh, why? I feel a little bit less like that's what I'm like focused on um, right now. But at the time when I did decide to do it, I felt like it kind of came naturally to me and that was fun. Um, and then like the support system that I got from that, uh, that I wasn't feeling like. Um, so you weren't all on your own doing your own thing. There was a community to be a part of. Yeah. And they were like. Uh, all the people, I mean, it's cult-like, I would say, um, Improv Asylum, the way mm -hmm. um, we all, like, are kind of obsessed with each other. But, like, I didn't have that at my own college, mm -hmm. really. Like, most of my, like, I would go to school sometimes, um, but mm -hmm. my real friends were all the friends that I made at work when I started doing, like, the improv and stuff. Do you have anything to add, Vicky? Um, for me, I did a lot of musical theater growing up, and um, I always liked when I'd take a class that we when we would do improv in mm -hmm. the class. Like that was like my favorite part, and people like almost another side of me would come out in a way, or just I could express that goofy side that I sort of was not not allowed to show but like mm. you know in a classroom in a mm -hmm. you know school and then a, a theater class you're sort of on your best behavior and then every role that I um typically would get cast for in a musical theater is like an ingenue role so she was kind of and you have a script so you can't and you can't go off and, yeah you can't yeah. go off book and um yeah and I didn't get cast as the funny person so mm. um there were some funny parts in it if it's a newer musical, but if we're doing old school <laughs> musicals, which you were when you were younger in high school, because mm -hmm. the rights were cheap, you mm -hmm. like you were playing this like classic woman that just said please and thank you, and she was in love, and yes. uh, <laughs> yeah, so I was like, oh, this is awesome because I'm weird and I like being weird. And then um, in college, we both found um, there was an improv troupe at. We both went to Suffolk. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's awesome! So you knew yeah. each other in college. So we met in college. Yeah, Vic and I have known each other for. We've known each other for a long time. A now, is that, uh, sorry to get you off your track, but no. that's interesting to me. So knowing each other a long time and doing improv for a while, mm -hmm. do you find that you are able to work really well together or does being able to anticipate each other actually handicap you in the spontaneity of things? Um, I don't ever feel handicapped no, because I, I have yeah. no idea what Vic's ever going to do. Um <laughs> yeah, you always surprise me too. Yeah. Like I think that's There are some people that I can um like I'll know what they're going to give me or what they like want from me. Uh but 
you, when I'm out there with Vic, either one of us is playing a psychopath. Yeah. Uh, but we don't know who it's going to be. Or we're both or doing we're both. it, and <laughs> it's only fun for us yeah. and not the other Yeah, you always surprise me, but that it's also, it works, too, that um, I, we, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I I know where you're going to go sometime, or you don't throw me off, or I know what you're talking about, even if it's like you reference, I don't know, mm-hmm. a type of coffee you had earlier in the day, even though that may not matter to the scene or to anyone else, but I'm just like, to oh, that's Vicky, nice. Yeah. We were drinking that coffee earlier. and You, you now see another level are. of cleverness. Yeah, yeah. Or I see where your mind's working. And there's, a, there's probably like a tempo rhythm you guys know of each other that's... Like you, there's just the trust. V- Vicky and I's relationship on stage is very similar to our relationship off stage, um, which people might know if you got they see you live and then listen to this podcast, they'll be able to f- hear the chemistry. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, typically, like when it's just her and I hanging out, we're doing like dumb bits and stuff like that, or like yeah. characters for each other, almost constantly. So yeah. it's like if there's an audience there, that's fine. But yeah. if not, like. We're doing we're so it anyway yeah. <laughs> for each other. Yeah. So let's talk about that a little bit. You're when you're on improv doing improv asylum. Improv asylum is uh, an improv group and company uh, that's out of Boston that also has uh, now a stage in New York, mm-hmm. uh, and you're part of the main stage cast. Is that a mostly short form uh, improv and, and games and sketches? Is that long form improv? Uh, w- what are you mostly doing? And what is that experience like for you other than being cult-like that is, <laughs> you know, what what is happening? What is it you are actually doing as a job now? And what is your life like doing that? I think we've always said that um, or it's kind of always been described to me as like somewhere in between short form and long form, some sort of weird like medium form um, because like 50. 50 to 60% of the show is pre-written material. Um, oh, that's fun. Like sketch yeah. and song. Um, or it'll be um, some sort of sketch that involves improv. So it'll be like improv hidden in a sketch. Um, uh, so you have the, the beats and the mile the mile markers you have to meet. But there's some suggestions from the audience that may drive where the variables are. Yeah. So yes. like Vicky and yeah. I do this thing where we play these two characters um, – where I play a pageant mother and she plays my daughter. Um, and we kind of have like a sketch written out at the top, but then we grab somebody from the audience and make them be her new pageant coach that oh, that's I've hired. Fun. Yeah, that's um, really fun. So it's like kind of improvising. We know what we're going to do with them, but like what they do kind of like affects Yeah, Yeah, that. we have a... So, yeah, a plan, but mm-hmm. it could go totally off the walls if the audience members... This makes me think of, I know it's not the same thing, this makes me think of uh, a short play I saw at the Toronto Fringe Festival one time, and the play was divided into modules, and I don't remember how many there were, but let's say there were 15 of them, and what they would do is get from the audience random order, and then they Mm. would do the play in the order, and each module is numbered, and they, or mini scene. Too much light? I don't Do they do makes the baby go blind? Too much light makes the baby go blind? It sounds like I don't that. know. It, it, yeah. I don't it remember. Does. It was so many yeah. years ago. But I, I thought that was extraordinary yeah. to yeah. even be able to remember to be able to do that and find a way for each thing to flow into the next thing. And so I think about how you uh, – can you talk a little bit about the process for you of 
being thrown the new variables while still working within a system that you've come to know, you know, a structure that you've come to know, but having to find new pathways to meet those mile markers each night and how that is a challenge or creatively satisfying for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so every, everybody who's on the main stage cast, um, came from, um, a, uh, developmental cast called the, um, NXT. Which means what? It's like training wheels? Um, yeah. So there's like house. Yeah. It's sort of like the same, it's second city. They have the ECT. They have NXT. ETC. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, (laughs) is that something you have to audition for? Or is it, or is those the the series of classes that. Yeah. So they have classes, then they have house teams, which you have to audition for. And then once, um, uh, you're on house teams, you can audition for the NXT, and if you get onto the NXT, it's kind of like a waiting game until there's room um, open mm-hmm. on the main stage um, for you to get pulled up. Um, cool. So everybody kind of – there's a little bit of a formula to our shows. There's probably like, I don't know, like 20 to 25 different structures in each show. Um, and so uh, I don't know. They just kind of teach you all those techniques – even when you're yeah. on house teams, you'll do some of the main stage structures mm-hmm, just to like yeah. see who can execute them because yeah. everybody kind of learns their role at some point. It comes with time too, I think, of learning like just when something's mm-hmm. thrown at you. Um, and then the the best part, I think, is knowing like, okay, I'm going to do this bit with this audience member. We've been very lucky in New York. We haven't had anybody like come up that's like – really drunk or yeah boston is handsy, a different story but boston's really different and mm. i used to do a thing they're where handsy was, in boston they're yeah they're yeah handsy? no i had for one girl. sure yeah yeah i had one girl I used to come up and i was like a girl like going out and i'd grab a, someone to come out with me and we'd just like go to different bars and get food and it was like this silly little thing and the girl just like she was putting her hands on my mouth and she was like she was just hammered and like it was a bachelorette party and whatever um but that's a moment where I'm like, oh, thank God I have this cast oh, and we're all together. And this, like, really, that's the yeah. when things you're like, okay, well, I have the whole cast. But even just in the moment, the bit we do here in New York, I'm like, all right, I have Kevin. And then if someone is too much for Kevin and I, the rest of the cast is watching in there. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, because we'll like check like in with each other. There was last weekend, I was mm-hmm. going to take somebody as the volunteer. And Vicky was like, I'm not going to be comfortable with that. And I was like, yeah. that's cool. I'll get somebody yeah. else. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'll switch up my. They seem a little too drunk. That, that actually one time that's happened here. It's, it is interesting. I remember I used to do uh, like murder mystery improv yeah. um, mm-hmm. shows and uh, or like the fake weddings, you know, yeah. t- Tony uh-huh. Tina wedding or that kind of thing. And, and it was astonishing how people look at you as props that yes. are available to them to touch. <laughs> to take your purse or wallet or or to, to really be gross with you. And I I, yeah. I always am amazed why they think that's okay. I know. I think people panic and they're like, I know what'll be funny. Exactly. And like so they're I don't ever feel like those people are predators. I just think that they're like, Well, I didn't want to fucking <laughs> like I didn't want to be up on stage in the first place. Yeah. So they just they hit like a panic button and they're like Sex is always hilarious. Yeah, yeah, they just That's go wild. True. Yeah, you said something about music. Do you guys have? Do you guys sing? Do you guys do have musical elements in your shows? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, we we write original songs. So cool. Like, is there a piano on stage at all times, or a guitar, or a percussion, or we have a piano? Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, guitarist. and um, we love. Right in this show, we don't have any improvised song. We have uh, a 
pre-written closer. But um, in the last show we had it, we do also improv. So we'll have like an mm-hmm. improvised song or yeah, me and Cav did a thing where yeah. we read Yelp reviews and sang them. That's awesome. That was really fun because we could kind of vamp up. It's kind of more of a the like. The style. And it's almost more of a variety like show. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes yeah. improv so cool. asylum does it like a little bit of an injustice every now and then um, mm. because it's. Um, as much as we do do improv down there and like the main focus of the job, like Norm would, I feel like his first advice is always be funny. They want, they came here to laugh, just be funny. Um, but yeah, it's definitely more, the main stage review is more of a a variety show in general. Oh, I love a good variety show. How do you think you fit into the cast? What is your place in the cast? Like there, there can be. You know, the philosophical straight one, there's the goofy one, there's the sexy mm. one, there's the – I'm not saying there's only one of each thing, but what do you think you are in, in this cast? Everything? I don't know. I'm like, are you everything? <laughs> I don't know either. I yeah. feel um, uh, the nice thing about the cast that we're in right now is a lot of us have known each other for like the last 10 years. Um, so – I I I don't even know how. I so would... do you think it's interchangeable or? Yeah, yeah. A little uh, bit, yeah. I think there are yeah. some nights where somebody's like, "Oh, you're the rock star," and then the next night, like somebody else could be, or like a couple people are. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a very like yeah. fluid. That's awesome. So, Vicky, for you, how does doing a professional improv gig like this, um, you know, because this is this is. This is fairly near the top of the food chain in doing improv. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I mean, no um, disrespect to Improv Asylum, yeah. but obviously doing Second City or, you know, UCB as part of a main cast is 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 only second to, like, doing Saturday Night Live or something, right? And this is pretty close to doing that level of, of top of food chain. How does this fit into the path that you carved out for yourself as an entertainer? Um, well, being in Boston, it was like the best thing I could have ever done because it was a, such an amazing experience. And then I never expected when I moved here to New York, I really kind of thought that was the thing in the past. And now I need to go really start over because no one knew really what Improvisome was. Um, so now I'm, so thankful that it's here and excited because uh i think what we're so lucky is this show really showcases the entire cast and our talents and um what we do and uh as opposed to maybe a show where i was just like on an improv team and i had someone important come to the show like i might not have a great set where this right. i'm like Ooh, maybe my you have multiple chances you have multiple mm. chances or um, if you're like nervous, like I had a, I had my voice teacher from when I was a little kid. I hadn't seen her in like 10 years. She came and you just, I'm like excited she's there. I know she's rooting me on, but I'm like, she's here. It has to be good. So all the improv, I was like really nervous. And I feel like I was like, oh, it wasn't my best. But, but I was like, but now I have this sketch and this sketch really works. And uh, I know it does because we do it every night. Um, mm-hmm. We wouldn't do it if it didn't. <laughs> so uh, that's cool. That's a nice part. Um of the the show like i think we're really lucky and i kind of don't know how where i'll find that experience um anywhere else is as far as is being an improviser what your career is 
Uh, being a comedian. So being a I like this is Have the you done stand up also? No, no. But being an improviser, being a comedian comedic actress is what I should say. Do you do you so, do film or TV yeah, also? Yeah, that's that's the goal. So yeah, I've been doing um I did a I met someone at a UCB class, I did a web series um that, that they wrote that was mm-hmm. their thing. Um, cool. it's called The Last Rodriguez. So that was really cool and I got to be in that. So um that's kind of the the goal. When did you move? Did you guys move with Improv Asylum when they no. came here? We we were here, so we were really lucky. We were oh, like, okay. Thank you. Oh, cool. So when did you move to New York? Uh, 2017. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Same with you? Yeah. I got here in 2014, so oh, I had a couple chill years. I went to, I did, um, <laughs> I did um, some courses at UCB okay. throughout, but um, I never I immersed myself so much um, at Improvisam when I was younger mm. that I didn't um, I I just like couldn't do it again. Like I loved my classes, but I like also um, had to make so much more money living yeah, here that I was like, so... I would love to be a part of the oh, community, yeah. but I don't have any. Are you working outside so... of your work with Improv Asylum? Do you have yeah. to have other jobs as well? Yeah. yeah. So what do you yeah. do? Um, I wait tables. Yeah. Um, Vicky and I. Um... <laughs> What's your newest thing? Well, what are you doing? I um, <laughs> met an awesome family that I nanny for. Great. And like three days a week. And mm. then um, it was like when auditions would come up, I was like, oh, what am I going to do? And then, Oh, uh, one day I was like, well, I don't know why I didn't think of you sooner, but you have a ton of nieces and nephews and experience. Do you want to fill in for me? Co-nannies. So now we're, we're co-nannies. Yeah. And then another girl now- on our cast also helps fill in too. We, yeah. So like half the cast is taking care of this yeah. random family. Wow. Yeah. family. We like it's need lucky. to find them a night sitter because they need to come to the show to see. Um, all their babysitters. All their babysitters <laughs> yeah. do some. Some Those improv. parents are going to sit their kids down someday and say, seriously, Colin and Sarah, you have to take college seriously. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. please. That is so much fun, though. It's real fun. So what's the biggest thing that's happened to you in your career so far? The biggest moment that has happened to you that you remember? It could be... Biggest career-wise, it could be the most exciting. It could be your biggest, you know, star, uh, celebrity crush that you got to work with or be in front of, or it could be anything. Yeah, it could even be like the tiniest, most insignificant moment, but to you, it was, it was a game changer as well. Um. Uh, in Boston, we uh, they were filming the movie Daddy's Home Two, and they have an improv scene in that movie, and yes. the, the director Sean. Anders, I think is his name. Oh, yeah. He, like, loved improv, and he, they went to Improv Asylum to just watch a show, and um, so they picked a few of us from that, and we got to do improv in the movie. That's cool. And that was, like, Improv surreal. with Will Ferrell and... Yeah. Uh, yeah, we didn't really do improv with them. Then we were, like, faking it, but that was even more oh, fun. So <laughs> we were, like, so faking enthusiasm. Are, like cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, but we got to meet John Lithgow. We had like a rehearsal with because we were oh. playing that game um, where someone's in the there. Someone has a shirt on and someone's head. I, I was oh, right. the hands yeah, yeah, yeah. and my friend oh, Kelly was okay. hands and she's one of my oldest friends. So that was like a surreal experience. Um, and John Lithgow is also he comes up on stage at the mm-hmm. show like he's like, oh, volunteer. <laughs> I've done improv. That's yeah, awesome. he was great. It was really nice. And That's awesome. Awesome. How cool. So that was um Pretty crazy. What about you, Kevin? Anything head. come to mind? Um, 
Tell us about the moment that you learned that you were cast in Improv Asylum. That's, well, I would love to say that that was like the best part, but that's kind of anticlimactic because the person casting me was like a good friend of mine who was okay. just like, hey, do you want to be on the cast? Great. I have to go. I'm working right now. And I was like, okay, thank you so much. But um, I performed twice in front of um, Mick Napier. Um, and I don't always like have like hyper confidence in like being a comedian and whatnot. Like I, I love the route. Uh, I'm super open to like auditioning for just a, like a plain old role that has nothing to do with comedy. And then whatever people could like my personality later. Um, but uh, <laughs> the two times I ever performed in front of Mick Napier, one time he told me I was a genius, and then the next time he told me that he loved the way my brain worked. Oh, that's cool. And for um, those who don't know, Nick Napier is? He is, um, he's the owner of, um, or like the head guy at the Annoyance Theater um, in Chicago. Okay. So he... Um, so he would be a big deal in the very early world to, to, to be in front of. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. yeah. Most average everyday Joes want to know who he is, but yeah, improv community wise, yeah, he's like kind of a okay. legend. Yeah. Um, so that felt That's really cool. good. Yeah. That is awesome. Yeah. yeah, that was sweet. Uh, how can people uh, connect with Improv Asylum itself and then follow you individually? Yeah. Um, improv Asylums on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, but if you're in New York, it's Improv Asylum NYC. So follow us on that. It's, yeah, okay. that's where you can find about all the shows. Cool. Um, yeah. um, I'm on. You're on Twitter. I'm on Twitter and on Instagram, just... just as my first and last name. So it's just Kevin Rogers on both of them. Um, nobody else claimed it, <laughs> which yeah. is the one nice thing about that's having nice. a unique first name. Um, my Instagram and Twitter, but I don't really do Twitter, but I should. You're getting there. I'm getting there. I I was just with someone. And they were like, Kevin's so funny on Twitter. Stop. So follow Kevin. Um, but my Instagram with pugs and fun stuff is the young Vic, V-I-C, um, because a professor in college called me the young Vic, which mm -hmm. sounds creepy. But he was referring to the theater in London, and he was very fun. Was, oh, my oh. God. Yeah, he was from – he was like, ah, the young Vic. He'd be like, get up. <laughs> young Vic. Yeah, the young Vic. So I was like, oh, that's fun. I'll make that my cool. username. I never knew that story. Yeah. And there are pugs. There are so many pugs. There are pugs. Okay, just to be uh, clear, yes. in case you're confused, what's yes. happening yeah. uh, as a, as a kind of uh, um, uh, non sequitur, uh, <laughs> as 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 Vicky was finishing her story, uh, Danielle was over in the corner pulling up pictures of pugs and showing it to Vicky. So, uh, yeah. all right. So, uh, so thank, sorry. Thank you both. Thank, thank you. And, uh, for having us. Um, yeah. We're gonna take a a moment, and then we're gonna be back to close the show out with end Ooh. of show food. Oh, and yes. from Miss Elsie right Ooh. after this. Breaking the sound barrier. And we mean actually breaking it, like there will probably be no more sound. This is Funny People Talking. back and it's the end of the show and we're hungry which means it's time for end of show food. that's right end of show food, food where elsie gets to share something that she's been waiting to share with us uh from her many adventures where she's out in the world finding food 
Uh, we have no idea what she's going to give us. It's always fun. Um, I will tell you that here's the rules. Uh, we can eat when Elsie says so. So don't get ahead of yourselves. And secondly, uh, once we get a chance to taste it, whatever it is, um, we will rate it candidly and honestly on a scale of chickens. Uh, it depends on how many chickens the scale is, is up to you. Could be out of a million chickens, out of four, whatever you want. Um, and, uh, and that's how it goes. So, um, hopefully we'll have a unique experience over to you, Elsie. All right. So my end of show food is by Duke's smoked meats. And this is called hickory peach barbecue smoked shorty sausages. Ta-da. I don't know that I could have thought of such a thing. Like, so what the ingredients, just so you know, um, pork, peaches, cane sugar, sea salt, spices, brown cane sugar, dried tomato, vinegar, celery powder, dried onion, um, and those are what's important. So let's eat this. Okay. So Elsie is uh, it's a it's, it's just meat. A, a it's nice, like a jerky. Like jerky. Okay. Can you I eat jerky? Them? Yeah. Yeah. I don't have. All right. So Elsie is ha- handing out the. The peach sausages. <laughs> How do you spell that? your oh, first wow. name? It, it looks like a little cigar, really. C-A-V-A-N. It does. I thought it was going to like be... Like a backwoods tobacco cigar. Wow, oh, they are sausages. Oh, my sausage. Thank you, Elsie. Oh, wow. Oh, it, I just followed Yeah, them. they look like tiny little breakfast sausages they that have been too long. Yeah, okay. they smell good. I'll oh, my problem. gosh. They sound. They smell amazing. Oh. Wow. All right, Elsie. All right, look. so three, two, one, eat it. <laughs> I've never eaten beef jerky. Hmm, it is jerky-ish. Margaret, what do you think? Oh, I really mm, like no. it. Okay, yeah. This would be good with a what, glass of wine. Yes, it would be. Yeah. What kind of wine would Chardonnay. you drink with this? It's yeah. gonna, you're gonna feel or a little Chianti. safe because yeah. Wednesday yeah. night. Mm-hmm. Don't you know like this is gonna be the neighborhood mm. watch Wednesday? What do you think about this, Kevin? Um, maybe it's because I've been chugging coffee the whole time. <laughs> but it's bad I can't taste anything I, I agree I do find it not as tasty as I expected I taste zero peach there's a tiny little I get no peach it in the it's sweet mm-hmm. I think that's about uh, it as far as it goes very dry yeah, yeah like I, I can tell that it's similar to a Slim Jim mm-hmm. yeah. it's like if you got a Slim Jim from a health food store mm-hmm. mm. if, wow. it, if that concept could exist tantalizing I don't. That makes oh, have you ever said that before? That word? Yeah. Uh, maybe. Did you feel not she, on the show. It sounded very brand did you, new. Did you oh, feel she was working so her way through it in a way? <laughs> I'm, I'm workshopping this new word, <laughs> tantalizing. You know, when you're trying to get something into your yeah, you life. Okay. I think yeah. I was you made it through to... chant and you kind of figured out where you were in the word and yeah. figured it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was kind of being sarcastic, though, you know? Yeah. Okay. All okay. right, so so what do you think about oh, it? What's, your, what's your rating? How many I, chickens? I can feel like this was a false advertisement of the peach. Oh. Get no peach. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to go like 81 out of 117 chickens. Oh, my goodness. So okay. like kind of like a C. Most, mostly just for lack of peach. We got lack of peach. Okay. Are you all right? Yeah. Do you need a drink? Is that what's that going on? I'm okay. Uh, what about you, Elsie? What do you, what do you, what is your verdict? Um, I agree about the false peach. Um, yeah, I liked it, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, the peach thing, it oh. says with a peach 
barbecue relish is what it's made oh. with. Okay. But I but I find that the spices mm-hmm. overwhelm any peach Got that it. would have been there. Yeah, even to like, say even to say peach essence well, would look, still be a, a whole peach on the front. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Giant if they peach. said made with peach essence, it, gotcha. it would still be false. So I liked the flavor, but so, if I was looking for a really peach thing, how many chickens? So I would say probably like sixty chickens out of seventy-two. Oh, well, that's not too bad. What about you, Vicky? How many chickens, and what do you think? You know, I have never had anything like that before because um, I usually stay away from like a beef jerky type thing. Why? Oh. Why do you stay away? I just haven't tried it. And it does it doesn't gross me out, but I do it does remind me of treats that I give a dog. Gotcha. Just the shape. A pug per- specifically. Well, actually pugs, I will say in defense they're on a diet, so they have carrots. In now, defense but. of beef jerky, I will tell you that it's great, right? I don't Bless think them. that this should make you feel like that's the experience. Oh, okay. The, yeah. There there's great beef jerky out yeah. there that I think mm-hmm. would be very satisfying. I think I'm yeah. ready to try the beef jerky. Now. Okay. Well, this so was a I'm good gonna give this a for you. three out of five stars because mm-hmm. I didn't hate it. Uh three out of five chickens? Chickens. I don't even know what a well, star is. I don't know what I was saying. <laughs> Star chickens. Yeah, yeah. it's That's, a little spicy for me. Oh, really? Um, I can't do buffalo. I can't okay. do. I, I, Interesting. Okay. It, Same with Danielle. Danielle doesn't do well okay. spice either. Do you want some? Oh, that'd be lovely. Yeah, uh, there's yeah. stuff in there. Oh. All right. Thank you very much. And Kevin, what what do you what do you think of boss? Um, chickens. I'll give it um, uh, eight out of twenty. Eight out of twenty. Oh yeah. wow, this is wow. rough today. Was was this uh, just unsatisfying? Wow. Just tasteless for you? I just um. Well, what I'm basing it on is that I would never buy it again. And that's not because I didn't like it, but I just don't – it didn't bring enough to the table for me. Yeah, I feel the same. You know? Yeah, I didn't bring it to the party. And I do like a meat stick, like a Slim Jim, absolutely delicious. I just Mm -hmm. don't really, like, stray too far from Slim Jims. Trader Joe's brand meat sticks are delicious. Well, Slim Jims are rather greasy, I have to say, oily. Mm, But maybe that's the best part. Yeah. Uh, for me, okay. I'll give this uh, uh, eight hundred and twenty thousand out of one million four hundred thousand wow. chickens. Whoa! Uh, really so, low. So, <laughs> really uh, low. Uh, and for me, for me, it was just really dry, and no, no peach. I, I found it um, unsubstantial. However, I gave it points because I will have another one, but mm-hmm. I would not buy it again. I agree with you on that. Yeah. Can so, I? I just want to give a little something. Positive. <laughs> there are no hormones and no nitrates. Oh. So, and they're gluten free. So, so if that makes you feel better, that's a little bonus. So, if you're going yeah. camping or hiking and you're gluten free, bring them. So, what we know is so that they're is, a little healthy. Is that the nitrites and the gluten are really what give it all the mm. Yeah, and hormones. Yeah, what and a nitrate. No hormones. All right. Well, uh, we got it. We got it. After that, that, Duke, I got to go. Thanks. Thank you very much. Kevin, Vicky, for being here. Thank you. We really enjoyed having you. That's it for the, the show, everybody. We'll see you next week and maybe another end of show food. Uh, thank you very much for the end of show food, by the way, Elsie. Thank You're you. welcome. For Danielle. Thank you, Mark. And Elsie. See ya. I'm Mark, and hope you have a wonderful day. Until then, stay funny. Ha ha. It's like Three's Company, except we all look more like Mr. Furley. This is Funny People Talking. This has been Funny People Talking, a production of Mouth Media Network, copyright 2019. No portion of the content may be reproduced or published without the strict written permission of the producers. Connect with our show at, at Mouth Media Network or at our website, 
funnypeopletalking.com. I'm your announcer, Peter Coleman. Thanks for listening. This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle.